Hey everybody, I'm Robert Yerby, and I'm an insurance professional, and admittedly, kind of an insurance nerd. My friends and family tell me that nobody is going to want to listen to a podcast about insurance, so instead, on this show, I'm hoping to share a story or have a conversation with a guest about some relatable experience, and then show you how insurance impacts that story or topic. My hope is You'll enjoy a few laughs with me and maybe learn at least one interesting thing about insurance along the way. Here we go. Okay, hey everybody, this is Robert. Uh, Thanks for joining the podcast. This is one interesting thing about insurance. And this week I have with me Daisha. Hi. And we did have sort of an agenda you you wanted to know what we were going to talk about, and that, that breaks one of my rules. I, I often prefer that whoever's coming on with me doesn't have any idea what we're talking about, and it just kind of happens. But we're going to talk about kidnapping. Okay. You told me you had a you had a conversation with one of your friends at brunch or whatever, and you guys you know got to talking about politics, world events, and the the stuff that has been happening in Israel and Gaza came up. Yeah. So that's not something that you normally talk about with your friends. Like that's not an everyday brunch topic of conversation, right? Yeah, no, she just so happens to be involved in like a lot of organizations and I don't really know. Like it's, I even told her like, I'm not educated on this stuff. So when you talk about it or when you post about it, I like, I don't know what you're talking about. So she kind of just was like going through like the hot topics right now, giving me like a debriefing of what was going on as far as like Arizona. Um, it's kind of a world news roundup yeah. for you at brunch. Yeah, and I still don't know in exactly like what everything is, but I think she mentioned like she's a part of the NAACP. She's helping, um, the, you know, certain Democrats um, get elected into office. That's her job. That's her job. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So it just came up. We were talking about, oh, do you, you know, I was talking about you a lot. She's like, oh, is he a Democrat or a Republican? I'm like, you know what? Actually, I have no idea. Hmm. So. She's shocked. We've been together for a year and you had no idea. Oh, this makes me like him a little bit more. And you said, I won't disclose what you answered. Eh, I mean, it's, it's okay. Basically I said, I'm, I'm not on anybody's team. Yeah. I, I don't want to feel like I have to, I don't want to feel like I have to vote a certain way on an issue or for a candidate because I'm on that team and I've already like swore allegiance to that team. Like, I like, yeah. I want to hear what the issue is and, and make a decision. So that that's basically what I told you or texted you. Well, okay. So on the subject of the Middle East, as you and I were watching the news, we had a conversation about that. Or maybe maybe we saw some video of some of the yeah. hostage takings on October 7th. Yeah. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. And I, and I legitimately, as I'm asking because I don't remember what we saw together or that I might have seen on my own. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of video of Hamas terrorists coming into Israel and, you know, snatching people and taking hostages. A lot of them Israelis, but a lot of them were uh, Americans and other foreign nationals. You know, they didn't ask for passports before they snatched people up. And, well, 
I guess what I would like to talk about is, is maybe not so much the politics and the horrors of that particular war, but the kidnappings. A lot of people were there for, well, they were on vacation, you know, that a lot of people got taken from that music festival. Right. They were there for fun. And I, I would like to think that anybody that's going to the Middle East from the United States would know that, you know, there, there is stuff going on there that doesn't usually happen in places like Indiana and Colorado. You know, it's more dangerous, but I'm sure they weren't thinking that they were going to get kidnapped. Well, then, like, that makes me think, like, when they're booking their, like, airlines tickets and their, like, accommodations where they're going to stay at a hotel or whatever, like, don't they get, like, flagged and, like, oh, like, you know. Because I remember, like, when we were going to book our tickets to Mexico and there was some stuff going on, like, oh, just a little advisory here. Like, you know, we're recommending not to travel during these times or. So, like, that just makes me wonder, like, was there given, were they given, like, a precaution, precaution, whatever. Yeah. Warning. So your question was like when they book their tickets or yeah. hotels. No. No. Generally, no. United Airlines or Lufthansa or, or whoever's selling them the ticket. No, it's not their responsibility to tell the person, hey, it's dangerous at your destination. And it's not the hotel's responsibility to be like, yeah, the, the Hilton Garden in, in Beirut is not responsible for telling you, hey, this is more dangerous than Indianapolis. Or whatever. So we can go fly out there right now and nothing's going to pop up. Well. And nothing is going to come up when we. The last I heard that it was that major U.S. airlines are not flying to mm. Israel for fear of safety for their pilots and their staff. Oh, okay. As well as passengers. And probably also there's another insurance angle here too. Those planes are insured, and the insurance company insuring those planes may have been in touch with American and United and Delta and said, hey, maybe don't fly that plane that we are insuring into a war zone, or if you do, we're not going to cover it. That's another insurance angle. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I think a lot of airlines have stopped flying to Jerusalem and places like that. Uh, I mentioned Beirut just kind of offhand. The airlines may still be flying to Beirut, which would be just north, if my geography is right, just north of all of this fighting. If they are, again, it's just kind of on the passenger. Like, do you really want to go there? (laughs) But okay, you also mentioned Mexico. Let's use that example. Well, yeah, because like, again, like they had like a whole thing popped up. When you searched like Mexico flights from Phoenix... That was like the first thing that popped up. Hmm. So I don't specifically remember what would have popped up from the airline, but we were aware, maybe I was aware first that there were some drug related violence in the area that we were going to. We were going to go to a resort outside Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And somewhere... There's north of town, there's a a very nice resort, but on the map, I was looking at, you know, the road out of Puerto Vallarta to get up to this resort and it's, it's like one road and I'm not familiar with it and I don't know what's along that road or who could be hiding on that road. Yeah. 
and I just said, hey, I think we can still go, but I just want, I want you to know, and I, I want to have a conversation about like what your level of comfort is. And after that conversation, we decided we weren't going to go. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I haven't heard of anybody being kidnapped along that road in the time since we canceled our plans, mm-hmm. but I would, I would have hated to put you in that position. So we didn't go. I don't remember the airline giving us that advisory, but I, re- I every so often I come to this website that uh, the State Department has, mm-hmm. and for almost every country, they'll tell you if they're suggesting any precautions. And I'm glancing at it now. You're not really reading it, but you can see that I'm on it, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, say like Israel and the West Bank and Gaza travel advisory. Uh, This was updated November 24th. I click on it, and they've got these little symbols up at the top. This one has T, U, and O. Uh, T is for terrorism. Terrorist attacks have occurred and or specific threats against civilians, groups, or other targets may exist. U is for civil unrest. O is for other, and uh, that makes sense to me. That's a pretty unique situation in that part of the world. And they're basically saying, do not travel. It says Gaza, do not travel. But you can look for any other country. We can um, we can search for the country specifically that we're looking at. And let's pull up, uh, let's pull up Mexico and see what that one says. It looks like that they've got, um, for Mexico, they've got some alerts on weather related things in some some areas but up here at the top again we see these symbols for c and k now c says crime widespread violent or organized crime is present in areas of the country local law enforcement may have limited ability to respond to serious crimes no oh no (laughs) and then k is for kidnapping and hostage taking this this is mexico Kidnapping and or hostage taking occurs in areas of the country. Now, Mexico is a big place, just like the U.S. I mean, there's there's nice areas and there's not so nice areas, and you should be aware of the not so nice areas and stay away. But yeah, kidnapping happens in Mexico. Yeah, I was aware of that already. Yeah. Like I've had friends go and they didn't get kidnapped, but they've been stopped by like what they say is members of the cartel. What? Um, the cops out there will kind of hold them hostage until they give them money or Mm. give them drugs or whatever they, they're looking for. Doesn't that blow your mind? Um, yeah, that's why I really don't like the idea of going. I went one time and it wasn't like my idea. My friend had just booked a surprise birthday trip to go to Mexico. Um, whereabouts in Mexico? Uh, we went to Rocky Point, so super near super close to the border. I was still nervous though, because that's where everybody still went. And I would hear about even just a lot of people going to Rocky point and still somehow being targeted by the police and people were just looking to rob them and people would come back broke. Yeah. It's like they would go out there like not with like a ton of money. Mexico's pretty cheap, but you know, getting their, their money and other belongings taken. Yeah. So I just never wanted to go. 
So besides being robbed, it's it's very possible they could have been kidnapped. Yeah. Now. Well, do you do you call being held in a cell until you give money or come up with money? Like, isn't that technically? That being sounds held like kidnapping. Hostage? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's happened so, yeah, to that's friends. Happened. Yeah. A couple what? guys. Yep. What? Yep. Even um even Donovan had an experience out there where he was stopped. They weren't allowed to go anywhere until. Dom, his friend Dom, had came up with money. What? Yeah. That's crazy to me. Well, yeah, see, I, I never want to be on that road between Phoenix and Rocky Point on their side of the border. That yeah. sounds super dangerous. Well, held in a cell until somebody came up with money. So, like, they had to call somebody and be like, hey, here's the drop. This is how much we need. They, from what I know, basically, I think they were either smoking or drinking something. Like, they were just causing, not trouble, but they were just partying, you know, living it up or whatever, having fun. And the cops basically told them, like, hey, like, you guys can't do this here. And so, basically, he just arrested all of them, brought them down to the jail. Basically, like, each of you guys had to pay so much amount to to get yeah. out, and you, I'm not letting you guys out until you come up with it. So I don't know what they did to come up with it. I don't know if they called back home, like, hey, Mom, can you sell me some money? Or I don't know what happened. But, wow. But it was cops. Yeah. There's a lot of dirty cops out there, too. So I'm not surprised that they're not able to respond to certain crimes. It's like, well, they're doing, they're yeah, doing they're, stuff, too. They're busy committing crimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, do you remember seeing a story about some lady from like North Carolina, her and her friends were going across the border to get plastic surgery? BBL? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was, I thought it was Texas. Well, they crossed at Texas, but but they were, they drove from like North Carolina. Right. Looking to save some money on these surgeries. And two of them got killed. Two of them got kidnapped. Yes. And I honestly, I don't remember how that. Yeah, came it was, down or it how was, it ended I don't up. know. That's still like, there's a lot of controversy about that because they're like, okay, she only brought the guys because they were involved in like drug trading and, you know, like, so I don't know if she really went out there to get the BBL because like the doctor claimed that like she had never showed up. I'm interested in seeing where they are now, the ones who made it out alive and what their story was because like, who hmm. knows if they were just out there to go pick up stuff you know and bring it across the border oh you think they might have lied about why they were there yeah oh i'm I'm so precious and naive that never even occurred to me yeah well it's because like why are you bringing three men with you to go get a bbl and why aren't you flying sound like a fun road trip no and when you get a bbl the aftercare you're not supposed to really like be sitting like that in a car for hours and hours like your body's gonna be bleeding still after the procedure your body's bleeding it's like bruising it's healing you have to wear bandages for like such amount of time and it's just hard for me to believe that someone would they always recommend like like dr miami you need to get a ticket like fly if you don't live in florida like you're flying dr miami yeah i don't know what that means He's like a really famous plastic surgeon. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But 
yeah, it's just, it's hard for me to believe that someone would be driving like that many, like thousands of miles. Like you can't do that. Hmm. And why wouldn't you bring your mom or your sister, or your best friend? Why are you bringing three grown men with you to go get a BBL? Yeah, this does sound fishy now. Right? Yeah. So I think they were just kidnapped because that was their excuse to go. That was what they came up with. Oh, we're here to get a BBL. Like, And then stuff blew up and it didn't go in their favor. Hmm. Okay. Would, would it blow your mind to learn that you can get insurance for kidnapping? Um, I think... We've talked about it. Oh, okay. Before. So that that's not news to you. It's it not was news you. when you first told me about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some people will buy insurance policies so that if they get kidnapped, it will provide the funds to pay the ransom so that they can hopefully be released safely. And some people, I suppose some people would buy this for a vacation trip, but it's more popular with people that are going places that are dangerous to conduct business. So the, the policies, you know, might cover them for a week or how, a month, however long they're going to be overseas. And the premiums vary based on how dangerous that particular place is, uh, how long they're going to be gone and what the limit of coverage is that they want to purchase. So like if, I don't know, for instance, I'm conducting business in, I don't know, West Africa. And, well, maybe I shouldn't have picked that. My my African geography is not terrific, but there are legitimate business opportunities in West Africa, and some of those places can be dangerous you might rightly want to get an insurance policy. Because imagine that you, you go over there and you're going to be dressed for business. So you look like you've got money, access to money. You're a target, right? You step off the plane in Mogadishu. That's not, that's not West Africa. That's East Africa. Mogadishu, okay? And you're in the oil business or something. You look like you've got access to money. We're going to pick that guy up. We're going to hold him. And maybe his company will pay the ransom. Maybe his family. We're going to tell that guy, we want $5 million. Yeah, they want real money. So, wait, because I think there's a lot to unpack here. Because Let's do it. Okay, you get paid out. Like, you know, oh, you tap into this insurance policy that you got. They're going to pay these guys, and then these guys just get off, like, scot-free. Like, like they just come up on five mil, and they're just, like, living their life. I'm giving an example of organized crime. Not just random dudes, you know, along the road in uh, central Mexico or something. But, yeah, organized crime. Yeah. They're asking for millions of dollars. Well, no, so they're going to get away with it and they get paid out. I think that that happens. Yeah. And they don't go to jail. Like the Somali authorities are going to prosecute them and do something with them? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I think that the reason these kidnapping gangs flourish is because the authorities are ineffective at 
policing them. And I, I mean, honestly, though, like every time someone's kidnapped, like, not that I'm, you know, saying that this policy or this type of insurance isn't necessary, but like nowadays, like women are getting kidnapped just so that they can be a part of like sex trafficking rings. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it's so much about the money or yeah what they look like. I think it's just like, okay, she's not paying attention. She's been, I've been following her. She's in a dark parking lot, you know, like, I don't think that they think about money. So where, how would that benefit someone who is getting thrown into the back of a van with like 20 other girls and they don't really care about money? Yeah, it wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, it wouldn't. These are kidnap and ransom policies. They're designed to pay the ransom. If nobody is calling anybody that you know, asking for money, you're right. It, It really doesn't help. They just, if they just wanted the girl, they're taking the girl. You're right. The the insurance doesn't help. So then maybe I need to get a policy in case I'm leaving like Walmart at like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, hey, I have a policy we can tap into. <laughs> I can get you paid. So. so instead of making you like one of their ladies, yeah. uh, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll just take the cash. Yeah. Even trade. That, right? would, that would seem like, I bet you you could sell that because if they just got a taste of like, your attitude for a few hours, they, they might drop me back off for free. Yeah, they well, they might. If the attitude plus the possibility of getting paid by the insurance company, they might be like, you know what, this is business. You know, we just <laughs> we should just take the cash right now. It saves ourselves the hassle. I can't. Just roll your eyes at them a few times, the way that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. I always thought though, if I got kidnapped, that. I would just get dropped back off or killed. <laughs> because okay, well, that's not just, funny. Yeah. Well, no, I just, I'm not going to make it fun for them. You know? That's your plan? Yeah. Just aggravate them to the mm-hmm. point where they just don't want to deal with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, at that point, then you're just hoping that your kidnappers are ethical enough that they're not, they're not going to want to kill you. They would rather just drop you off someplace. Right. Just put a bag on my head. Just drop me off in the middle of nowhere and I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, okay. So this is, this is important then. If you have seen their faces, this is a bad strategy because they will probably choose to kill you over dropping you off if you have seen their faces. Right? Because they've been made. Right? You can identify them. They can't just drop you off. Well, this is where the policy comes in. Uh, of course. I'm not in that business, so I don't know these policies inside and out. But I don't think you buy these insurance policies just... Yeah, I don't I don't think that oh, they... Oh, it's just only travel. I mean, primarily. Maybe but there's a policy just... that covers you in the United States, but it's not they for... They have to have policies, though. The amount of, like, rich children and kids and, like... People who have rich parents and, you know, they're like in the public eye all the time. You absolutely have to have insurance. Like Kim Kardashian's children, I'm sure that they have some sort of policy. Like she got kidnapped. Who did? Kim. She got got held hostage in like Paris. What? This was years ago. Okay. Well, that's that's overseas travel. So yeah, there's policies for that. But she told them like, oh, I'll give you whatever. Like I'll give you whatever money. And I guess they took like, you know, some jewelry from her room and some other stuff. Um but it's like Northwest and all of them, 
Like, I'm sure that they have, like, policies to where if they get kidnapped or held for ransom, like, they're going to be able to get paid out. I, I believe That would you. be crazy. I believe you. Or, like, the president's children or something like that. Like, there just has to be some sort of thing for that, like, everyday type of thing. Everyday insurance for yeah. the rich and famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I'm not saying that there isn't. I just don't know. But like regular people to and from Walmart, as you say, like I, I don't think that there's insurance for that stuff. So I'm screwed then. Well, pay attention as as you're going in and out of the store. I I suppose. Yeah, head on a swivel. Be looking around. I'll just stick to delivery. There you go. Yeah. How often how often do you think that it actually happens that the rich and famous get kidnapped or their kids get kidnapped? Because I don't think it I don't think it happens nearly as often as you might think. Probably not, but I think if someone like Kim K can get held in like side of her hotel room hostage. They're asking for a ransom, and she has, like, pretty high security. Doesn't sound like it. Well, I mean, I thought she did. I don't know, but I just feel like it's still a potential risk. Also, I think people like that, people who, like, are working these, like, security jobs for these famous people can sometimes probably get tempted to be, like, on the inside doing stuff so that they can get, like, a... Inside job, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a movie of the week right there. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't think it happens often, but it's just, it's still a risk because you can't really trust everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The inside job thing, I think that's definitely a thing. So way, eh, not way back, but there it's been a while, but I used to sell uh, insurance for banks. Uh, it's called the financial institution bond. And one of the optional coverages on that bond is kidnap and ransom coverage for like directors and officers of the bank. And the FBI, you know, if you believe their reports, more often than not, a kidnapping at a financial institution is an inside job. And so there, boy, this is going back a little ways. There was guidelines that said, Basically, there's there's a really limited number of people that can even know that the bank has kidnap coverage because they just want to limit the number of people that would be aware there's a possible payout in the mm-hmm. event of a kidnapping. So like the chief financial officer, the CEO, maybe the uh, chairman of the board, they might be the only people that know that the bank has kidnap coverage hmm. and their insurance agent would know too, I suppose. But uh, that, that was actually, there was actually an interesting um, moment when I was selling that one time because, because so few people know that the bank has coverage, there's a limited number of people that are in on the decision-making as to who is covered. So like the, the CEO or the chairman of the board, they're deciding like who within the organization will be covered if they're kidnapped because like a teller gets kidnapped there's not necessarily coverage for that you know the while they're on the clock 
I don't, I don't think it, I don't think there's language in the policy as to whether or not they're on the clock or off the clock. Well, my thing is, is if I'm a bank teller and I get kidnapped working for Chase or Wells Fargo and they don't pay out for me, like I'm suing them. Well, sure. Like there's no way. Sure you will. Yeah. So they should be, anybody who works at even a security guard, like anybody there should be covered. Uh, what I'm here to tell you is, nah, they're not. <laughs> no. Jamie Dimon, the CEO of Chase, he's covered. <laughs> the teller working on the corner of Alma School and Queen Creek in Chandler, Arizona, nah. There's there's no coverage for them. <laughs> oh, that sucks. But they're not getting kidnapped. They're getting no, they're not robbed, getting, though. They're getting robbed. Yeah. So yes. They'll have a gun in their face, but they're right. not being taken hostage. They have for, a gun in it. That's still not having for a gun ransom. in your face is still hostage. Like where are you gonna go? They're not being taken hostage for ransom. So bank tellers don't get locked in certain rooms and vaults until that they give up a code. Until they give up a code or the pin. That doesn't happen. Uh, what movie is that from? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, oh, it doesn't it, happen. Okay, no, I, I guess I don't, not. I don't think it does. Okay. That said, there's there's like 10,000 bank robberies in the U.S. every year, and I don't know the details of every one of them. So may, maybe it does. But we're not talking about like, you know, robbery insurance. We're, we were talking about kidnapping Well, insurance. yeah, you still can be held hostage. Like, there's just no way. When they close up the doors, oh, nobody can leave until they give us money and they have all those people who just go in there to withdraw like $20, $40 or just cash in their checks. They're held hostage in the banks. Yeah, That's but, a hostage situation. But th- that's coverage for robbery. Under that's the, not hostage though? No. You're going to have coverage for the robbery. I don't know. This is this is like the intersection of a lot of different kinds of insurance because I don't think it like work comp also like somebody's injured or dies on the job that's that's a work comp claim and they they have to have coverage for that too the, the bank has to have coverage for that the bank has to have coverage for robbery the kidnap and ransom coverage that's just that's an optional thing also i i have no idea if chase has coverage for jamie diamond i i have no idea it feels like they, they could self-insure that but whatever all right so I feel like we covered a lot of ground there. Yeah. I, I love the idea that people know that there's kidnap and ransom coverage available. But I think the best course is really like just try not to put yourself in that situation where you're going to be kidnapped. You don't really want... Yeah. The best situation is to not ever need the money to pay the ransom. It's it's not that you're you're going to be in the back of that van with a hood over your head thinking, look, I'm glad I got the insurance. <laughs> you know, this is going to go great for me because I've got that policy. Now, hopefully what you're thinking is, I, sh- I should have gone to Florida instead. I should have gone to, to Disney World. I should have gone to wherever. So we're turning this into not traveling to foreign countries or... Uh, I mean, there's plenty of foreign we're going com- to Greece, so. There's plenty of foreign com- countries that don't have State Department travel advisories for kidnapping. Okay. Yeah. I'm not even saying don't go to Mexico. Mexico's a big place. Like we just need to find a reasonably safe place. The thing is though, like Mexico, I don't 
Like, I'm okay with being on the resort. But I think you were like, oh, I want to go and, like, see stuff and go travel a town. Like, no, if I go to Mexico, I want to stay on the resort and just be on the resort. Well, it was just that that one resort we looked at was, like, 40 miles out of town. Right. Well, it wasn't even about that resort. It was a beautiful resort. But I'm like, I'm going to be more comfortable flying in, going to a resort that's fairly close to the airport, and staying there the entire time and not leaving. Period. Period. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that'll that'll inform our plans for the next vacation, which apparently is Greece. Yeah. Okay. I'll check the State Department website and get back to you. We are out of time. So let me say, Daisha, thank you for being my guest here on One Interesting Thing About Insurance. Thanks for having me. Hope to have you back. Yeah, I'll check my schedule <laughs> sometime. All right, everybody. If uh, you like the podcast, uh, tell your friends, uh, tell your coworkers. If you are an insurance producer or adjuster that are looking for insurance continuing education credits, you can hear banter like this on our live webinars and you'll get credit for it. There's no test required. Just listen along. Uh, that's all at bmfce.com. And hey, we will have another episode in just a couple weeks. Thanks.